Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Gilders Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Ibera. Um, Michele, what's up? My head is still spinning, counting the mistakes that we did from three against Houston. Like, <laughs> clank, oh, clank. Man. Oh, wait, clank. Yeah. What a horrific game. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's interesting because I think that Oklahoma City fans would look at and I do this, and I think that a lot of fans do this too. We we look at Houston and we look at Detroit, and we kind of look down on them a little bit with the way that their rebuild is going. Mm-hmm. And you know, them both those teams beating us it's it's just there there to keep us humble, you know, just to, yes. you know, something in my heart is wrong, and that that loss really kind of helped level me out a little bit because it was really bad. And I think that Houston fans could watch that Thunder team and be like. And they have they have Shea and no one else is good. Like no one else on that team is good at all. That's how they play. Besides played. Wiggins, we have to say that he was great. Besides Wiggs, man, Aaron Wiggins, play Aaron Wiggins, free Aaron Wiggins. Hashtag free Aaron Wiggins. Yeah. Can you imagine if Wiggins in the post game says they are finally letting me play like CP3 two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, that would be. It would awesome. be the, uh, a hell of a moment. It would um, be. Shoot. I mean, I'm. I'm not so. Uh, I, I don't want to say mad because I never get too mad. Yeah. Um, but I. I was impressed how different the shot quality was compared to the results. I mean, yeah. OKC really generated a ton of good shots. Great shots. Houston didn't. Yep. Um, I mean. Jalen Green took the most absurd shots. Yes. And he made them all. Yes. That was the thing. And that's what the results don't match what you watch. Because if you if you would have taken everybody's shot and paused it right after they took the shot, and then like that's all you got to see, I think you'd be like, man, OKC probably won this game. Look at look at this. By, by a mile. Yeah. And the, and you see Houston, like, oh my gosh, look at all these contested shots that are being yeah. taken. And that's what that's what that team is built on. It's just like these these hoopers, you know, mm-hmm. in Houston, where it's like I'm just I can go get mine, and I can do it with a hand in my face. And I'm, and in fact, I prefer it with a hand in my face because it's so much cooler to shoot it that way. <laughs> um, that's how they play basketball, and you'll get nights like that, you know. And for the Thunder, it just was a really bad night, and that's going to happen. And I 
had a tweet about this the next day where it's just like, listen, this is the youngest team in the league, second youngest team in the history of the NBA. You're going to have nights like this. Like you're going to have volatility within the team and within the way that they play. I don't think the defense was great. I don't think it was bad. I don't think they played it with enough force. Yeah, that's the point. But, you know, it's it's just like a throwaway game. It's just like whatever, you know. Yeah, which is part of the things that I don't um, I don't like it. I don't want to excuse too much uh, on a young team, but it's part of the deal. I mean, if you look at how yeah. uh, Booker or the earliest version of Boston or even like other teams that now they are competing every night, even the Bucks. Yeah, with Giannis um, at the beginning when um, they got Jabari Parker and say, "Wow, they are stacked now." Yeah. Wow, and then uh, nope, not yet. <laughs> they, they well, not. look at the Pistons. We tried. To, everybody tried to do it with the Pistons this year. And yeah, I know but Cade's the out. Is just a bad team. I know Cade's uh, I, out. I want to. But like, even with Cade, they they stunk. But everybody yeah. thought, "Oh, this is going to be a 38, 40 win team." You know, chance to be five hundred. No, no, not. Yeah, but even even teams that now are good and and like when they were young, there were these games where you can just yeah, well, I'm throwing this away. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of being a great team is getting on the court against Houston and destroy them. Yeah, definitely. because you can definitely um, physically imposing a will. I don't care if you don't have Shingun. Uh, Shingun can't grab 19 rebounds and can't score 21 points on you. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and I think that in some of the guys, there is this kind of personality. In in others, um, maybe not. And I really want to see, I, I think that over the past week, Shea is starting to be fatigued a little bit. Um, it's not the same defensively, which is normal. I mean, 20 games in, you, you, you start feeling the season. I think yeah. uh, it's every other night and it's heavy minutes every single night. So it's, it's normal. And he was awesome in 27 minutes. On offense. <laughs> still amazing. Like you're like, oh, he's tired, but amazing still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but we can't deny that the first six, seven games of the season, he was much more engaged, even if he's still blocking shots, stealing yeah, yeah, left yeah. and right, but the physicality is not really there. Yeah. And I think that this will, will come. Um, it's going to ebb and flow. You know, yeah. Shea is still a young player. I oh, know yeah. that it feels like he's, oh, he's established. He's still in pre-prime age currently. Yeah. And what he's doing is is outrageous. And I know that people want to compare him to a player like Devin Booker or something like that. He has blown out of the water what Devin Booker has done, you know, at age 24. Yeah. Like, a lot better. So, yeah. I don't know, man. The sky's the limit with this kind of player that has the length, the the way that he paces himself, the way that he can shoot from anywhere. His passing has gotten better this year. There's just so many things. And I want to spend part of this podcast just talking about his jump from mm-hmm. last year to this year. And I, so I pulled up, so we're 20 games in, and I think it's good a good time to take stock of like, yeah. okay, who is this team? Where are they in the league? And then how do we compare it to last year? And that's what we're going to spend most of this podcast doing. So if we take a look at where they are 20 games in, they're 8 and 12, 
They are 23rd in net rating, minus 2, 21st in defense at a 112.8, and 18th in offense at a 110.8. If we look back a year ago, 20 games in to the 21-22 season, they are 6-14. and 14. So they're two games better than they mm-hmm. were last year. They're 27th in net rating, minus 7.3 to a minus yes. 2. So that's, that's very a, different. It's a significant difference from last year to this year. The defense last year, 13th in the league at 106.6. Like this, that's really good. And then OKC this year, 21st, 112.8. So the defense has slipped. And it's mm-hmm. been that 112 is a result of great defense in the first 10 games. And then a slippage in defense in the last 10. And then in offense, this is where we've seen a huge improvement. Huge. Bigger than the the slippage in defense. Is their 18th in offense this year, 110.8. Last season, they were last in offense at this time. (laughs) 99.3. Yeah. 99.3. They're 10 points plus better per 100 possessions on offense from last year to this year, which is a giant leap. From 30th to 18th, maybe doesn't feel like a giant leap. It is. It's a very, very big leap. And then 10 points per 100 possessions better is kind of wild. Um, and let's just talk about Shea, because he is a compl- he's a very different player than he was last year. Here's his stats, 20 games in from last year. He played 18 games of the 20. This year he played 19, so the stats, you know, they're they're right there. Same. He played one more he's played one more minute per game last year or this year than last year. Last season, 20 games in, he's 20 points per game, 5 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 1 steal per game, shooting 40% wow. from the field, 31% from 3, 76.9% from the free throw line. This year, in 35 minutes per game, 31 points, 4.8 boards, 6.2 assists, 1.7 steals, 1.3 blocks, shooting 50, 35, 92. <laughs> Unbelievable jump. Yeah. Shoot the free throws per game, 20 games in, last season, five per game, shooting 76%. Yeah, that's insane. This season, 8.8 free throw attempts per game, shooting 92.2%. The improvement is staggering. I mean, if you would have shown me, just a, a lot of Twitter accounts like to do this, where it's like, here's numbers of player A, here's the numbers of player B, tell me who you think they are, you know? <laughs> and if you put those numbers back to back, you'd be like, hey, this was Shay." First 20 games of last year, first 20 games of this year. I don't think you would be guessing like, oh, these are, this is the same person that did yeah. these things. It's insane. It's outrageous. And it's not like, that. and another thing that I want to highlight in this show is just like the talent difference and the guys that were playing these minutes last year. But it's not like there's just like this giant bump in talent. It's not like they... Acquired Bogdan Bogdanovich, you know, 
Boyan Bogdanovich, <laughs> sorry, and had him, you know, added to this team. You, if, you did. If that is your big upgrade, that's hey, that I'm just, sad. I'm just saying one team tried to do that. That's what they did. Um, <laughs> this is me being arrogant again. Um, but it's oh, pay this. You know that. Yeah, yeah. Next game. It's a. Uh, it's just an outrageous jump. So I just I want to recognize that first. From 20 points per game to 31 points per game in the first 20 games of each season is just a it's a wild jump. And a lot yeah. of it's at the free throw line. A lot of it is that he's just making more shots. He took last season 17.5 field goal attempts per game. He's up to 21.3. He is one of the few players in the NBA that can take a team and just make them good on his own. On offense, yes. On offense, yes. The offense is outrageous. It's outrageous. This performance, if it holds, which it's a it's an if at this point. I don't know that it will. I'm not sure. But I've also seen him get to 30 points over and over again without shooting the ball well in circumstances that are less than ideal. I see him continue to do that. I mean, what he did against yeah. Houston, where it's like, we can't get anything to go. And he was like, I'm still going to get there. I'm, I'm still going to get there. It's unbelievable. This is, and the Thunder have been very blessed to have so many players to just have great seasons. You know, that we've had great Durant seasons, great Westbrook seasons. We've had an incredible Paul George season. This is on par with like, it could be one of the top five individual seasons in the history of the Thunder, which is saying something. Like yeah. this is this is the kind of season that he's having 20 games in. I mean it cannot be understated. Yeah. No, I think that um <clears throat> the the variety of ways in which he, he is getting his it's it's impressive. I mean, we had moments where uh he could leverage his mid-range game, which last season he barely did uh in the first part of the season, which was one of the huge questions that we 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 all had like why is he getting just step back trees and no mid range? Mm-hmm. And then he crip, uh, basically in the second part of the season he decided to go back to that and it was in, insane. Yeah. I think that a steady diet of everything. Uh, oh wow, I'm, I'm quoting Michael Cage. Wow, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like um, oh, no. the fact that he can be um, a three level scorer is mm-hmm. is important, yeah. and he should not. Um, Leave that aside. I mean, the mid-range game is part of every great score. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is nobody, even even Giannis, who is not really a guy that should take any mid-range shot. He, he takes, takes them. them. Yeah, he takes yeah. them still. He's been yeah. horrible, but he takes yeah, them. Terrible. But yeah, I mean, according to Cleaning the Glass, the offense is 13 points better per 100 possessions. Yeah. Which means, basically, that when he's on... Uh, OKC is more 120 points per game, point, points per 100 possession team, and and when it's not, he's they are really bad. Uh, yeah. Bottom of the season, bad. Bottom of the, of the league, bad. Yeah. Um, I was doing some research um, on on the first few games and the slippage in defense. I think the part of the of the deal is as our friend in the chat, the cards, uh, the pace is going way up. And they are trying to adjust to playing at a very high speed, mm-hmm. but also opponents are shooting better 
uh, from three. Uh, over the past 10 games, they are over 37% yep. um, compared to 35, uh, which is league average. Mm-hmm. And this will revert back to the mean. Uh, two points percentage on three pointers is not a huge amount, but it can explain part of the difference. Yeah. Yeah, they want to play as fast as possible. Yeah. I mean, that is that was a... It's something that Mark talks a lot about. If they don't play well, he'll always talk about pace after the game. And it, yeah. Like against the Knicks, the way that game started, I mean, I turned to Joe and just said, they're not playing fast enough. Like they, they're not going to – this is not their style of game. This is not the way they want to play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that that is a good point, is that they want to play really, really fast. Um, you, you mentioned the threes – from Shea last season, he took almost seven threes a game at 31%. Yeah. This season, he's 2.9 at 35%. Which probably they are both wrong, and he should be somewhere in the middle, around four and a half, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And again, I said it many times. I need to see him taking spot-up threes. Mm-hmm. We need to see Giddy creating for him, mm-hmm. or others. Um, I would like to see how many spot-up threes he took and who... Uh, from whom he got the pass, the pass because it's. I don't think that many are from Giddy, which is yeah. weird. Yeah, it doesn't seem that way. I need to look into that later on. But yeah, yeah, Giddy is another one where it feels like Giddy's having like a regression to a degree. Um, the stats don't say that at least through twenty games. In Giddy's first twenty, in the first twenty games of last season, Josh. Um, he played all 20. He was 10 points per game, 39% from the field, 25% from three, 65% from the free throw line, seven rebounds, 5.8 assists, 2.8 turnovers per game. So 10, 5, and 7. Or no, 10, mm-hmm. 7, and 5. This year, he's 14, 7, and 5. The rebounds and assists are the exact same. and 5.8, the exact same, which is kind of wild. The turnovers are are a little are up from last year, which matches the eye test. That he, some of it is scouting report, and that's something that just really just needs to be acknowledged. And he even talked about it that like the book is out on Josh, and this is where you see is a player good enough to make adjustments and overcome these things or are they not there's a lot of guys that get to year 2 and it's like whoa this is where this is why there are sophomore slumps yeah is because teams have a full season to see everything that you can do and there i mean there's a job multiple jobs where there are scouts from every single team coming to watch everybody. And it's impossible to not have like a good scouting report on somebody as important as Josh Giddy. And so everybody's got one. Everybody knows how to play him. And now he has to adjust. And I don't think he's been quite as bad as what a lot of people think. You know, he's 46% up from 39% from the field. Like he's just shooting the ball better. He's finding better shots than he was that this is time the last point. year. Yeah. Do you have the number of mid-range shots he's can, taking right now? I can pull it up. 
Because I think that it's very, very limited to floaters. Yeah. If we stretch it, I mean, the mid-range was part of his game in, in the uh, MBL uh, in Australia. Mm-hmm. That part of his game was, hey, that guy has a short-range shot that looks good. Mm-hmm. And it was some of, uh, and it, it was one of the weapons that he had uh, last year. I don't recall him taking many this season. I would be surprised if those are one, more than one per game. Yeah, he doesn't. He, you just don't see him take many like pull up mid range jumpers, and he would do that last season a little bit more. Yeah. Um, in the mid range, he is taking 0.7 per game. Yeah. And part of them are floaters, I think. He is shooting 16%. Yeah. On those shots. Let me fill, pull up the total because that to me is total is pretty important. He's taking 12. Yeah. Yeah, that matches the eye test. Those were a lot more last season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guess guess how many Shea's taken? Oh, I think 2.8 per game. 80. Okay, that's that's more than 2.8 per game. Yeah, 46%. <laughs> 80 mid-range shots. Yeah, wow. uh, in the paint, non-restricted shots for Josh. He's taken 79 total. Mm-hmm. Uh, forty-five percent. Yeah, then, it's not bad. It's yeah. not terribly bad. Should yeah. be better. And then in the restricted area, he's taken ninety-four shots in the restricted area at sixty-one point seven percent, which is not bad. Yeah, it's not terrible. I can actually yeah, I think pull that up. I can sh- actually pull up what he did last year. Give me a second. I'll pull up exactly yeah. the the shot I think diet that of last shifting. Year from mid-range shots, pull-up jumpers, to floaters and restricted area attempts, even if there are many times say, why? Why mm-hmm. why did you have to turn? And I mean, he is working uh, to, to get downhill. Uh, it's, it's on purpose. Just shoot threes, floaters, and close-range shots. Yeah. Yeah, last year he took, tw- in 20 games in, he took 21 mid-range shots, shot 28%. He took 66 in the paint, non-restricted shots at 42%, so worse than this year. And then last season, 63 in the restricted area at 54%. So he's just like everywhere but the mid-range, he's better than yeah, he was last year. Non-consequential, the mid-range percentage. I think it's long floaters and not jumpers. Yeah, well, there just wasn't a, a, enough for it to really matter. Yeah, yeah. So, like, so few attempts that who cares? Um, yeah. I think that the slump hasn't. Um, I'm, I'm reading the chat while we are discussing, and there is Jason Stewart saying that I think the slump has been grossly over exaggerated. I think so. Uh, I also think that this, um, the eye test says that whenever Giddy is on the court, the team looks not as good as when Shea is, which is an unfair comparison. And I think yeah. that, that is part of the reason why he, the, 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 the perception, the perception, sorry, is a little bit skewed mm-hmm. because when Shea's on the court, the team is actually good against good teams. Um, when Giddy is on, then it's probably a little bit how it was last season. So yeah. Yeah, I think Giddy's better. Giddy's better this year, but he didn't make the jump that Shea did. 
And I think that, exactly. that is that is where we're seeing it. I think that's I mean, I'm just saying what you said, but just different words. Is that no, no, no. It's 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 a it's a nice summary of um, my too many as usual, too many words <laughs> I mean, say concept. Yeah, um, when you make the jump that Shay did, it makes everybody else look a lot worse than they are, and it's hard to see the growth that happened. Mm-hmm. And this is part of why I wanted to do this exercise to see like, okay, where are we really compared to last year? Because yeah. I think starting the season last year, I don't think that people would have said like, oh, Giddy was 10 points on 39% from the field 20 games into the season last year. No, mm-hmm. I think people think, oh, Giddy was a lot better last year. That's wrong. Like that's yeah. just flat out, it's, it's inaccurate. It's not correct. Mm-hmm. Does it look... I think we're more relying on eye tests there than we are on the stats with with Giddy because it, there is still like a little bit of like I just don't know how this works long term mm-hmm. and one it just doesn't really matter because this guy's still really young he's still 20 years yeah. old and so there is so much time to figure it out but two like he is improved he's a better player is he turning the ball over more than he did last year yes does that feel worse than last year? It does a little bit, but yeah. it's only one additional turnover. And I, which I, is not nothing. It's not one nothing. Additional turnover. It's not nothing. But I just think I would rather him make mistakes now and figure things out than to be more cautious. I think that I just think this is a learning experience for him. And if you just look at the raw stats, 20 games in last year, 20 games in this year, he's just a he is a better player. He is an improved player. You know where I can see um I mean, you say that the rebounds and the assists are the same, which is kind of disappointing. Sure. Not because you can I mean, it was the first 20 games. He he was much better by the end of the season. Um and on top his teammates are shooting the ball much better mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. So I really expected the assist number to be up, mm-hmm. and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, the rebounds, I mean, he there is arguably no center, and he should be way more involved in the rebounding department. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's something schematic where he is not tasked with uh, defending force or being as close to the basket in this scheme. Um, last year, there were not so many switches. This defense is probably a little bit hard to play. And so maybe these are the two reasons why Giddy's rebounds and assists are not as high. But you can say, hey, um, where is the passing Wizards? His, his teammates are shooting the ball better. Why is not racking up assists like triple-doubles here, triple-doubles there? Uh, giddy, 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 like in, <laughs> in New York. <laughs> no, I forgot to tell I forgot to tell this story on the show. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I talked to Wally Zerbiak. Um, oh. When he, so he was here. He was on the call with Mike yeah. Breen, and they were both sitting in front of me, Just and that feels incredibly strange. To have Mike yeah. Breen and Wally Zerbiak sitting, tempting, sitting, I imagine. sitting right in front of me. I'm like, this is just unbelievable. Like, I feel like such a fraud with like sitting there and those two are sitting in front of me. Um, and so anyways, I was standing in line for coffee at halftime and Wally Zerbiak is just standing there right in front of me. And I just can't help myself. I just have to talk to him. And so I reached my hand out. I shook hands with him. He's got some big old mitts, by the way, some big old hands. Um, and he, 
I just said, hey, did you, you know, introduce myself, told them, you know, my name's Andrew, I work for The Athletic, you know. He's, uh, and I said, did you realize that you were going to be a, a Thunder meme, you know, after you had that post-game show? And he just started laughing. He's a very, very nice guy. And he was like, he's like, man. He's, and then he just started, he started telling, talking about how good Josh was in that game. And then he started to move his arms like he did on the broadcast <laughs> as he's telling it to me. <laughs> it was just so funny. Um, but he was super nice, uh, and I just couldn't help myself. Uh, I didn't get to talk to Mike Breen. He seemed very busy. He's also just like such a legend. And I was like, man, I just would, I just need to leave him alone. But um, yeah, um, feels too Breen feels too much. It did. Like, it felt like too much. I had already got my interaction with Zerbiak. I was like, okay, I've I've had my fill for the night. But it, it was so much fun. Um, anyways, Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy is probably being unfairly maligned. Some of it by me, like to be honest, just because it does, he just, the flow just doesn't seem there every night. Sometimes it is. The way he played in Boston, it was like, okay, especially in the overtime. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. that's it. That is it. Or is it the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter, not overtime. Um, the way he played I in the fourth quarter. you were referring to the last overtime. Yeah, no, the, uh, in the, the way he played in the fourth quarter, I was like, mm-hmm. that, that's it. Like, that's the giddy roll. He's got to be way more physical than he has been. He's got to be a better rebounder. And he's got to survey the floor a little bit better and understand where the defense is, has figured him out. And like, those are the things he has to figure out. He has figured out how to use his physicality on the offensive end so much more. And that is a really good thing because he will, when he sees there's a smaller guy on him, he knows how to take him to the hoop and go get a bucket. And he's been yes. very good at that this year. And that's a great that's a great improvement from him because he really didn't do that last year all that much. And so like that's great. The other things I just don't I just don't worry about because I think that he's a smart enough player to figure out those other things. And it's just going to take more time and improvement. But all that to say, I think Josh is an improved player. I, you can you can see it in the stats when you when you look at his game and really think about where he was last year. It's like yeah, a year later, he's just better. Yeah, and I mean even if you don't think that he will be better than this, you're down on him, blah blah blah, and like put all the negativity that you want. Yeah, still, he is a player that many teams would love to have coming off the bench. Yeah. Uh, in a, I don't know, uh, you, you put shooting around him uh, on every position. He's your off-the-bench playmaker. You put more shooting around Shea. Is this terrible for pick number six? I don't think so. So even no. if you don't see him as a long-term starter with Shea, which is, again, very early, too early, too early to, to, to discuss, yeah, um, even if you don't see um, a long-term starter for this team, I mean, thank God he's playing right now and getting in, like mm-hmm. all the reps that he can because, I mean, even as a six-man kind of guy, is so interesting. Yeah, I mean... There are guys uh, that are way worse than him, like Thomas Saturansky, that, that played a lot in the league as backup guards for even good enough teams. Started for Washington. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I think that, uh, again, Giddy will play in this league for a long time. Oh, and if no somehow uh, England makes the, um, the magic in his shot in two or three years, I mean, we are talking a different animal. Because I yeah. don't think that the solution is to take away the ball from Shea's hands yeah. uh, at all times. I think that there should be a mix in the Shea's diet. Um, again, cage. And, um, um, but but Giddy needs to be dangerous from the corners at least. Yeah. And if that comes, um, they'll, that's They'll figure that's it something. out. Shea hasn't been this player for very long. And so, like, they just have to figure things out. I think that you almost have to, like, readjust the way you think about this team and the way that they gel together now that Shea has proven, like, hey, I'm one of the best 10 players in the league. Hello. Like, now figure out how to play with me. And Josh isn't the ideal partner, but Chet Holmgren is. Mm -hmm. And so... both. And if you get both of them on the court, this is why I'm just like, just chill with any sort of like giddy this, like, oh, he doesn't have a scalable of a game. Like, just stop. Just stop it with all of that. Like, it's insane. It's not time to do that. It's not time. Not when he's 20 years old. Not when he is as brilliant as he is as a player. Not time. It's not time. Yeah, I want to be greedy. We want to have everything soon and now. Um, But it's... um it's not like that, and it's not the end of the world. Yeah, uh, you can see when it works. You can see flashes of a great team. Yeah, um, and the fact that it works against anybody, even teams that are good and that are playing hard, and maybe against New York or Houston, it doesn't. It's not so worrisome to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, consistency is part of the deal. It's not something that comes for free, mm-hmm. that you're magically gifted when Chet comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also something where you put two or three veterans um, on the on on the team when it's time. Teams that can like players that can put the locker room straight together with Kenrich, and everything will work out. Yeah, I mean he's five or six years away, five or six years away. From being in his prime, from being the best version of himself. So, yes. like to this, it's just it's foolish to make big judgments about him. You may be yeah. right one way or the other, where you're just like super homer, and you think like, oh, it's all gonna work out. It's gonna be amazing. You know, the giddy Chet and Shea team is gonna go to the finals. It's gonna be amazing. Like you may be right, or you could say Giddy's never gonna work not going to work next to Shea. They're going to have to deal him for some shooting or package him with picks to go get somebody else. That might be true too. Like you might make the right read on it today, but to think that you know from what has happened that it's going to end up one way or the other, like you just don't know. No, and you'd you'd be flat out wrong. Um, The... The history of Giddy is not yet written. Uh, yeah, it's the the final page will depend a lot on how OKC will build mm-hmm. the team around Shea, Giddy, and Chet. Yeah, um, I really think that right now uh, the coaching staff is not putting an effort of putting neither Shea or Giddy, nor Giddy in the best position to succeed. They are doing that with Poku to some degree. Um, 
maximizing Poku means playing him with better players. Yeah. I think that that was something that we were advocating for last year. Mm -hmm. And finally, uh, they did that. Was it wrong not to do it at the beginning? I don't... In the moment, I felt yes. Right now, I feel no. Because you, you can always find a way to put a player in the best position to succeed. Mm. And I think that everyone knows what what the, that situation is. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's too easy now. You don't want to make it too easy right now. You want yeah. Giddy to struggle, to struggle big time in playing super fast yep. and making quick decisions. Uh, again, Filthy Cards uh, was saying in the chat, hey, they are first in pace. Guess what? For a player that processes the game at such a high speed and makes all the dangerous passes, playing with higher pace means losing the ball more, mm -hmm. which is happening right now. So I really think that um, we are not seeing the best version of Giddy, nor the best version of other players, uh, excluding Shea, which is not put in the best position to succeed, but he's succeeding anyway. Um, it's also like by construction. You really don't want to make it easy on them right now. It, it makes no favor to OKC if Giddy averages 22 and, and uh, 9 and 9 this year, uh, and then Whenever he gets to the playoffs, he doesn't have an answer. Yeah. It's better for him to like try everything. Yeah. And then like with his time, he finds a way to be effective in every situation, mm -hmm. which is ultimately the goal of this team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, our uh, our friends over at uh, R-Thunder have uh, sleuthed a little bit and found that Giddy liked a tweet that said, our own fan base hating on Giddy is so weird. L-M-A-O. Um, pretty funny. So, uh, okay. Let's talk about Poku. You mentioned Poku. This season, he is... 9.7 points per game. 48 <laughs> 0.9% from the field, 41% from three. No, we should make rumblings. And 41% from three. Can you believe that? That we're no. 20 games in. He's played 17 of them, and he's 41% from three. And that's just like, that is wild. That's better, better, than, my, better than my boldest prediction. I mean, um, I think that you, you could have bet someone a thousand bucks. I think I could have. Being... If I would have just said, hey, I'll bet you a thousand dollars 20 games in that Poku is going to be shooting 39% or better from three. If I would have made that bet, I honestly, I wouldn't have made the bet. I wouldn't have done it because I would have just gone, I would have had to leave the pot and then go into the living room where my wife and say, listen, I just lost a thousand dollars and I just want to say, sorry, you know? Um, no, I think it's, it's crazy. The improvements that we've seen from him for uh, five rebounds, 1.6 assists, 1.8 blocks per game to last season where he's playing only 14.8 minutes per game. I mean, this year he's 23. He's playing almost 10 minutes more this season per game. And he was 4.7 points, shooting 34% from the field. From the wow. field, 20% from three, 62% from the free throw line. Both are whatever numbers because he just doesn't shoot free throws because he's just not that aggressive of a ball handler. Um, he's getting to the basket way more than last season, though. He is. He is. He still doesn't, like, attack. Like, I would never say he attacks the rim, you know? No. 
I would say he um, greets the rim with a healthy smile, you know, <laughs> with the basketball. <laughs> like he does not attack the rim. Uh, four four boards, one point three assists, point four blocks per game last year. Yeah. Point four blocks per game. Some he of that is in the same situations. Some of that is that he never was the lone center. Twenty games yeah. in, he was either a three or a four, and it mostly was, a three though. Yeah, he was a wing last year for the most part. Yeah, it's true. And not great, Bob. And he, he kind of stunk last year. Twenty games in, that this was the point where we're like, I think a guy that shoots thirty four percent from the field which there's only one guy that shot worse than him from the field last year, and that's Teo Maladone, who's shooting 22% from the field at this point last year. A close... Nice. A close How's Teo, by the way? I'm not taking... I'm not uh, keeping notes with Charlotte? of his games. He's yeah. playing, you know, which is good. That's more than I thought that I would be saying about Teo Maladone uh, at this point in the season. I... I I've watched him a couple times. He's had a couple good games. I don't know. Let me pull up his overall stats. I'm looking at them. Uh, 48% from the field. Wow. 38% from three. Five points, two boards, two assists. That's great. Good for you, Teo. 56% effective field goal. That's uh, that's not anything to sneeze at there for a Teo Maladone. 85% from the 86% from the line. That's great. That's great. You need... Nice. He needs, I mean, there, there are minutes. Take them. Do your thing. That's yeah. great. Um, when you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. But the the jump that Poku's made also from the first 20 games of last year to the first 20 games of this year, it again, you could put them, put their numbers up, player A, player B, the improvement is pretty staggering. And this is what this is what happens. And this is why I'm like, don't make judgments about Josh Giddy. Because Josh could have a jump next year where it's like, who is this guy? Yeah. Poku made a jump. Shea made a jump from last year to this year. And it's just like they're nearly unrecognizable from their starts of last year. 
And so this is why you don't make judgments either way. They could have, somebody could have a fall like Teo did, where it's like, holy smokes, I thought Teo was a backup point guard, and now he is maybe out of the league. He got cut twice. Twice. He got traded and then cut. But, I mean, the Thunder effectively cut him. You know, they made the trade. They ended up doing something good for their franchise. That's great. But they effectively were going to cut him, and then the Rockets cut him, and then he lands... With Charlotte, that's great. I'm glad he landed back in the NBA. I kind of thought he would go back to Europe, but yeah, me too. Um, it's great. You don't know which which way they're gonna go. Um. So, anyways, it's it's an it's a huge improvement for Poku. It's very exciting. Uh, of players that played last year, who do you think? So it was Shea was number one in points per game last season, the first 20 games, 20 points per mm-hmm. game. Lou was second at 16.8 points per game. By the way, Lou is shooting uh, worse from the field than he was last year. He's 40% yeah. from the field. He's 42 last year. He's about the same from three as he was last year, taking two less threes per game than he was last year, which I'd say is an improvement for him. Um, but he's about the same player as he was yeah. last year. Not not a crazy jump here or there. Um, who's fourth in points per game last season for the Thunder? No qualifiers? Uh, no qualifiers. Um, I'm sure that both Giddy and Man are above 10 points per game. So it's it's uh, SGA, Lou, Giddy is the top three. Who do you yeah. think is four? I think that Trey Mann was above 10 points per game. I don't remember if Baisley was. Trey Mann was six points per game. It was Baisley at nine points per game. Six points. Per, oh, the first 20 games. Yeah, the first 20 games. Oh, oh yeah. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Mann barely played. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was quite bad. I, I was thinking for yeah. the entire season. Sorry. Yeah. Not sure why. Darius Since we were talking twenty games. Darius was third in minutes per game last year. Or, yeah. Or third in actually, let's see, fourth in points, fourth in minutes as well per game. Uh, yeah. He played twenty eight minutes per game last year, twenty games in. It was before the the pining yes. of uh, Darius Basley. Yes. This year he's sixteen minutes per game, six points per game. So yeah. the biggest difference with Bayes is just that he has been – he's just not where he was on the totem pole. Last year, he was like token starter, you know? Yeah. Token starter Bayes, and he just is not that this year. No. Um, it's, right, fully so, it's, if you ask me. It's, it's just clear it's, – it's clearer to me seeing what they're doing with the rotations and the way that they're handling him that he is – perhaps not part of the long-term solution here from the big position. It's just, they just don't treat him as such. They, they've they given everybody else a chance to start and not him. And he doesn't close games. Even when he plays really well, he doesn't close games. Yeah. You know, last year, he played 69 games. Really nice, nice number. And he started 53 games. 53. Yeah. He's played 15 games this season. He started zero times, playing 16 minutes compared to last season, 28 minutes per game. Many mouths feed. 
He is better from the field than he was last year, 45%. He's better from three, shooting 37.5% from three this season. Not on a ton of attempts. Let me see what the attempts yeah, are. Yeah, but look at the corners. I think yeah. that was intentional. Um, he is taking a lot of corner trees compared to the volume, of course. He's actually taking the exact same percentage of threes that he did his rookie season. 33% yeah, now, of his shots come from corners. Okay. He's shooting 50% on those, too. Yeah. Which is a career high. Yeah. But still not a not a ton of attempts, mostly just because he hasn't gotten the chance to do that this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's taken 24 threes. Nine mm -hmm. of 24 from three. He was taking almost four a game last year. He's only taking about one and a half this year. So yeah. he is being boxed in. He's boxed in Bays. Um, and I think it's the right thing to do with a player like mm -hmm. him. I think that he is limited with the decision-making stuff, and that's okay. There's a lot of players in the league that are a lot, a lot, a lot. And the, the Thunder right now are allowing Lou Dort to kind of work through that some. Mm -hmm. And there's times where Lou has had good games with his decision-making. There's times where he has not. Um, but, man, Baisley is, is, a, is, a different, is in a different place. And I just wonder if we're – and I've said this a bunch. I just wonder if we're heading toward – a trade for him, not only because he may not be long for the Thunder, but because I think Baisley has a long career ahead of him. Yeah. And he needs a situation where he's not playing 16 minutes on a rebuilding team and has like a either a 16-minute a role on a good team where it's like, oh my gosh, look at what Darius Baisley can do for the Blazers or for the Mavericks or for whoever. For the Warriors. Yeah, or for the Warriors. Great. Um, corner and dunks corner and dunks yeah I think that he can have a really good career it's just that I just don't know that it's going to be here because now at the big position like you obviously have Chet coming back next year you have Jeremiah who's going to play minutes for them you have Poku yeah, which is, who's going to play shooting big better Jeremiah is, is so oh yeah yeah compared to he was shooting the ball pretty good last year at least from three he was 38% last year from the field overall, he's 50% from the field, where last year Jeremiah was 44%. Like, he's made a jump, too, as far as mm -hmm. shooting the basketball. Um, Something on, on Baisley. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking to the um, tracking dashboard of, of the shots, and right now he's barely taking just wide open trees. Yeah. Which is different from last season. Yeah. He was, try he was, just, he was trying a lot of stuff last year. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on with Bays last year. And stuff that we loved. Yeah. Of course. Um okay. Just comparing last year to this year, I just think the the quality of players. I mean, you have Baisley playing the fourth most amount of minutes this year. It's J Dub, where it's a the twelfth pick in the draft. Like that's pretty great. You have Poku up there now, who has taken a leap and was a first round pick. Uh, last year what's your read on J-Dot by the way um I like his pace I like the way he plays the game 
I think the shot has a long way to go. I think the defense has a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but I do like the way he plays the game. I think he is someone that can play multiple positions that can be very valuable to a team. You know, that's kind of where I'm at. I don't. That's a bit vanilla, Andrew. I want something more. He's there's not anything crazy flashy with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there is immense potential underneath all of this for him. Yeah. And part of me wants to, some of it's covered up because he, he has to play like a lower usage role. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see him just as like the permanent backup point guard and just see what he can do. But they like him enough to start him. I mean, that says something. One that he is. Even the reps. Give him the reps with the good guys because we think mm-hmm. that he is going to thrive with the good players yeah, and be a connector piece. He and Poku as like the connector pieces within the offense. You know, you could. there's a world where it's Shea, Josh, J-Dub, Poku, Chet next year in lineups where it's like all these connector pieces. No Dort? Are you starting like to, to, to put uh, no. away money to grab tickets for the... For my train? <sighs> no. Yes. No. Um, I There's just a world where that happens. And you just have all okay. these connectors, all these decision makers on the court. I feel like that's what we're heading toward ultimately, is mm-hmm. everybody can do everything. And that is an interesting... That's a really interesting group where J-Dub is your smallest player on the court. Yeah. And he's not a small player. He's got a seven-two wingspan, and he is strong, and yeah. he's a rookie. Uh, so I'm I'm very intrigued. I I need to see more from him. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you know he's the thing is like he from three he's not great. Other than that, he's a pretty efficient player. Yeah, you know nine points per game. He's at three boards, almost three assists per game. Only one and a half turnovers, shooting fifty percent from the field, twenty eight percent from three, eighty seven from the line. Like yeah, twenty eight is not bad. It will it will come up. I think it'll get better. And he only takes good shots, too. Is the other thing. Yeah. 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 He only takes good shots. It's it's funny that in your um, dream scenario lineup. <laughs> I did not say um, that. I did not say that. I'm but saying it, that. But it um, could be. It very well could be. It's pretty. It's a pretty great. I mean, you think yes. about it. Like that's. It's kind of ideal, and it's also what they've been kind of working toward. They picked this yeah, guy in think, the lottery. They picked him in the lottery. Close your eyes for a moment and think if one of the Thompson brothers. Um, oh yeah. Actually, like a sit guy down, like J Dub. Sit down, man. <laughs> no, you can sit down, Poku, and you have this crazy uh, uh, yeah. units with guys that can switch everything. I mean, yeah, it's true. it's true that we are. Looking at the scene and saying, oh, it's just Chet that is coming uh, next season. Uh, maybe this is not good enough. Hey, we have next year's pick and we have a gazillion assets yeah. that will come in coming years. So take a deep breath. Look at the game against Houston. Think that this is not the team and they have so many avenues. Oh, it's part yeah. of this team. Yeah. And the fact that you already have a superstar... Uh, in the making, yeah, that's that's home run. Uh, yeah. And even if it doesn't work, 
immediately this year, even if they don't reach the 32 wins that I predicted, which are still in place, but mm-hmm. not um, maybe not as uh, much as a few a week ago or two. Um, it's still good. These oh, these yeah. players are so young, and they they, I mean, they have games where you, where you see everything clicks and say, oh. There are moments when, where Poku has a block and then runs the transition and plays himself in the corner and he hits a smooth tree. I, I mean, those moments are the ones we say, yes, this is exactly how it should work. Yeah. I mean, Poku being aggressive everywhere and they have moments in the game, especially in the third quarters, where they are everywhere. And this will be like, like this um, more, most of the time in the coming years. Yeah. If everything goes in the direction that OKC is uh, going towards. Yeah. Ne- next, that's the thing. It's like, if we get too in the weeds with stuff this year, like all the analysis, all the everything is going to be moot the first day of the season next year. Because like, oh, mm-hmm. wait, we're adding two big pieces to this. Um, It is quite, I mean, it's it's going to be so different than this year. It's going to be so, so different. We haven't even seen Shea and Chet play together yet. Haven't even seen it happen. Is it insane that we have it in our minds and they didn't share the core for one single second uh, from the draft? Yeah. I mean, I can picture in my head like Shea dribbling and just doing pick and pops over pick and pop and and the defense can just... They they will just die in that that moment because you, you can't double Shea if you know that Chet will hoist. 15 yep. trees a game. Yep. It's going to... That's the thing. Like, right now, teams don't have to make decisions within the Thunder offense. And yet, the offense is 10 points per 100 possessions better than it was last year. Yeah. 10. 10. And the best attribute of Chad is probably the fact that he will transform the defense into a defense that can switch but can drop. And right now, they can't drop. No. And it's and you know what it's like a it's almost like a stealth tank move that they just have no bigs, yeah. And I'm just like, good, don't get one, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it to even touch that situation. Let it be. Let it be, because yeah. if and also if you add somebody else to this team, even if like you trade Baisley out, like you still need to get minutes for guys like. Usman Jang, and there will be times within the season that they want to see what the other Jalen Williams can do on the court. And I would rather have minutes for those guys than like go get some run-of-the-mill center to just soak up minutes. Like, I'm sorry, I don't want that. I would rather see Jeremiah and Poku and everybody else play those minutes than anything else. I'd rather them lose games and get to, you know, the maybe fifth in the reverse standings six in the reverse standings and get yourself another player. I mean, even if you only end up where the, the Pacers were last year, the you're watching the Pacers this year and you're saying, there are people saying, really smart people, saying that, wow, there's their backcourt of the future. And that, in fact, it could be the best backcourt in the Eastern Conference in the future. And it's like, whoa. And that happened like that. Yeah. And so, and this draft is all, it's, it's a lot better than last year's. Yes. It is a lot better. I've watched a bunch of these guys and like, holy smokes. We watched Keontae George and like, where does Keontae go in last year's draft? You know? Yeah. I mean, he would go pretty high. 
I think that you would have him in like the Keegan Murray, Jaden Ivey, Ben Matherin range yeah. of last year's draft. And that guy's probably yeah. going to go eighth or ninth in the draft. Yeah, depending on how he, he shoots the basketball, yes. So, I mean, that to me is is pretty wild. So there's just, there's a lot to be excited about as a Thunder fan. And like the, the thing to recognize is like, this team is a lot better than they were this time last year. And like, that's something to be celebrated. It's like, is, you can ask yourself, is the development working? I think you can trick yourself watching game to game. I think you can trick yourself watching that Houston game and saying, oh my gosh, no one has improved. It's only Shea. What's going on with our team? You know, and the answer is like, there's been a lot of improvement throughout the team. Yeah. There's been an, an infusion of talent. You've had players like J-Dove has made an instant impact. I think Poku is a lot better. Trey Mann is definitely somebody who's struggled. Yes. He's also had a back injury. And back injuries yeah. are... Something is wrong with him. Really bad. He's getting back, though. Yeah. I think Aaron Wiggins is better this year. I think Jeremiah is better this year. I think Usman Jang is obviously a long-term project, and I talked about that a bunch on Friday. Um, that's another guy. We didn't even discuss him. He was picked 11th in the draft. Yeah. Like This is somebody that could be significant to the team, and we're not even talking about him because it's going to take time and he could have a Poku-like trajectory where it's like you're two or three seasons in, you're like, where, where is this guy? And then he just shows up. Blossoms so, into something good. Yeah. yeah. So all this to say, this, all this is about this show, if I could sum it up, it's like the Thunder are better than they were last year. They have a certain star on their team where last year we didn't know. Shea was 20 points per game shooting 40% from the field this time last year. That's not a star. We were questioning. We were questioning where a lot he, of things. Where did he go? Yeah. And like, what are, like, oh my gosh, like, we got to go find the best player for this team. Now he's 31 points on 51% from the field. <laughs> things changed fast. The NBA changes fast. Doesn't mean it's going to all change to be good. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want everybody to think that. Like, oh my gosh, Josh Giddy next year, 25 points on 51% from the field coming our way. Like, I don't Hey, I don't, you heard it on Down to Dunk first. Hey, that might happen. I don't know. The truth is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I can say that with such a young team, you can f know this for certain. Things will change. Things will be different. This time next year, things will be very different. So this is why... I keep saying, like, it's not time to make judgments. Don't make sweeping judgments on this. This is a young team. Like, just wait. Things are going to change. The minute you think you know something about this team, it will change. It will change. So, all right. Thanks so much for listening to our show. We'll have another podcast for you on Wednesday with Alex Spears. The Thunder play the Pelicans tonight, which should be uh, an interesting matchup. Somebody earlier in the chat said that we have Poku versus Zion tonight. Uh, that we do. How in the world? I mean, obviously, this is not a you can't guard Zion one on one. Uh, it was Evan Troy in the chat. You can't, you have to use lots of players to guard Zion. Um, truth is, the Thunder don't have outside of Eugene have a player that can really guard Zion. Um, 
So I'm very intrigued. It is just a the the Pelicans are a weird team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a weird team to defend. I think Ingram is questionable. Um, tonight. also McCollum and McCollum's out and in the health and safety protocols. Um, so it should be interesting. I I don't know what to expect tonight. Honestly, after that Houston game, I think you could predict an easy loss. Also, the way they've played on the road this year, I think, is an issue. They are currently three and seven on the road. They're five and five at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's certainly a thing. But he also had good games on the road against Boston. Against played well against Boston. They could come out and New win York. tonight. They could go and win tonight. I wouldn't. They would not show against Washington. It was a great game. Yes, we'll see. Just don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you guys again on Wednesday.